You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. everybody welcome into another exciting episode of the filthy fantasy football show safe space for you foul mouth fantasy players out there as always your boys king josh josh the king big round fantasy fish what the fuck's going on guys how's it going draft season is upon us boys it feels like the holiday season like it's christmas ish mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the real santa's coming the fantasy gods pretty soon we're about to be on uh Regular episodes for you fantasy freaks out there. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's that time of the year where our uh, our wives get angry at us and go, it's just a fucking hobby, you fucking dork. But hey. No, it's not. They knew. That's incorrect. Hurts my heart every time, but they know. <laughs> they knew. They knew coming into these relationships just how fantasy football was our first love. They're our mistress, if anything. It's true. Uh. Today's episode, we got some news, and we're going to do a little mailbag for you people out there. Um, but before we get started, I got a little couple fun facts for you over here, and I know Rumble has some fun facts. I fucking love them. <laughs> All right. For those of you that are excited about uh, the new passing attack over there in Denver, Russell Wilson has more than double the amount of of deep passing touchdowns than all Bronco quarterbacks have had combined since 2016. Russell Wilson has 65 and every Broncos quarterback since 2016 only has 24. Oh my God. That makes my pee pee hard. Dude, Cortland Sutton to the moon. (laughs) Hey, fuck. Yes. Saying in the AFC West, if you're a Raiders fan, this is bad news for you. No team that appeared in the hall of fame game has gone on to win the Super Bowl or NFL championship that year. Seems seems legit. So fuck you, Raiders. Fuck you, Jaguars. That game's always been shitty, though, if you look at it. Like, no one that, that plays in that game for the most part in the past. Was the NFL knows what you're doing con- for obscure stats. For obscure stats. The NFL's like, we'll make this happen. Jaguars, buckle, come on in. Buckle up. Nobody wants to see those fuckers. And then this stat, for all you fat guys out there, I just like this one. Zach Martin has more Pro Bowl appearances than holding penalties in his entire career. Oh, my God. That is amazing. Is that not a beautiful stat? That is amazing. I love that. That's great. Good for him. That's like, what's the the Larry Fitzgerald one? Like, he has more tackles than drops or some shit like that? Yeah. Dude, there's some really crazy ones. That's That Zach Thomas one is money, though. Dude, I, I love Larry Fitz, man. What a guy. I'm so uh, for players that like should have gotten a championship ring, but didn't. He's got to be up there. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. Him and Calvin Johnson. Barry Sanders. Yeah. Poor Megatron. LaDainian Tomlinson. He should have gotten one. Yeah. All right. uh, A couple things for news. Deshaun Watson. The news actually broke, I think, the day after our last episode. So was it he suspended for 11 games and his first game back will be at the Houston Texans. Mr. Touchy Feely, 11 games, huh? All right. Well, like you and said, it's at the, Houston? NFL, oh, okay. the NFL knows NFL. what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. 
So the <laughs> sexual assault Stupid. Watson will be there in Houston. Is he even allowed oh, in Houston? God. As long as he's not going watch, to watch Houston carnivals. be like, yeah, he's not allowed here. Dude, that is fucking NFL what if has, is ruthless. What if this, you know what? The state or the city of Houston should file a restraining order against Deshaun Watson. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, hey man, I know you're I know you can technically play football right now. However, you you have to be like a thousand yards away from fucking the city, the city of Houston. I bet you one of those uh, victims could do it too and oh, man. file a restraining order, but like and then buy a front row ticket. Give him sideline passes <laughs> so he like so he can't even be on the field. You know, oh, dude, there's like good, 62 man. women that are accused. Give them all field passes. Then they just stand in a row. So he can't. You have him on both end zones, so he can only stay at like the fifty yard line. <laughs> Isn't there only one woman that's like holding out? She doesn't want to settle. I think I was I was reading a little bit about it. You know, on, I honestly, no I stopped reading about it just because there was just so much. Yeah, so it's a little, uh, it gets a little weird. Although the best thing that's been circulating through Twitter, I even posted one was it's the Vince McMahon video. <laughs> Come on out, you rapist! <laughs> I don't remember what the reference was in the Attitude Era. Oh man! But just that, I love that clip. It was Shit, so good, so funny. Anyways, uh, Fish, you'll like this news. Kenyon Drake uh, has been reported. The Raiders plan to release Kenyon Drake. Um, yeah, Fuck they'll take that a guy. they'll take a dead cap space hit of like three million and four million the next two seasons. But he's just that's kinda... perfectly fine. They they could be like it's ten million. It shouldn't matter. Get rid of him. You know what, dude? That Zamir White kid looks good too. He's running. He he looks good when he's running. Me, yeah, he does. What you don't like him, Rome? I like him. I mean, yeah, sure, sure. I like Drake better, but I get it. They want to cut him for the funds that he's due. Look, I get it. I understand the business side of the NFL. He'll, he, well, bigger question is: Do you guys think he'll land somewhere else? Baltimore. I could see that. <laughs> is that always your answer for cut running backs? Just Baltimore. Yeah, any, yeah. Any cut running back? Dude, Baltimore. Last Baltimore year they signed San Francisco. What? <laughs> they signed Bell, uh, Devontae Freeman. They signed Barry Sanders. Yeah, they had an unprecedented amount of injuries, though. Dude, I could actually see the Niners making a play for Drake. Because here's the God's honest truth. Uh, fucking Trey Sermon sucks wieners so bad. And he was only every like a time third round I look, pick. Every time I look at his stat line, I, it just I'm looking at him. He's like, oh, I touched the ball seven times and gained one yard. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? What about Atlanta? I mean, I could it definitely. Makes that sense. makes sense. Yeah. That would break Josh's heart. He'd be like, Algier, I need him. Out, Dude, I like Algier. I think he looks good. Nah. It, it's the people that are wrong. You'll, nah. you're, you know, you're hating on it now, but in our home keeper league, when I draft him in like the 14th and get to keep him the following season for a 14th, then you'll be like, damn, I was wrong. Face? You see this wrong. face? This is a face of like, oh, don't do that. Don't do that. D- Director Ross has his poker face on because I think he knows that I'm right. No, or he's gonna, or he's gonna snake me and get him in the thirteenth. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> no. Huge news: Baker Mayfield has officially been named the starter 
for the Carolina Panthers. Oh, poor Darnold. I actually like Sam Darnold. <laughs> kind of sucks, man. I don't think if he's he that just bad didn't of a say that he was seeing ghosts. Yeah. Who knows where his career could have been? Well, it's not that he said it; it's that they released it on film. <laughs> like everybody knows it now. Um, yeah, I like Baker Mayfield more than Sam Darnold. Yeah, but it, it's not much better. No, but I still. I mean, uh, look, like, I'm actually okay. I think he's going to be good. Well, in God's honest truth, was he truly that bad in Cleveland? He led him to the playoffs. Yeah, but dude, he only threw right. for like three thousand yards and like twenty-eight touchdowns. Yeah, how many picks? Sixty-nine. Mm. He's not Jameis Winston. <laughs> <laughs> Who, by the way, name drop there. I'm excited about Jameis Winston this year. I know dude, that sounds crazy. Look at the weapons. If Kamara, which looking like Kamara is going to play, fuck, dude, that Saints offense is looking mighty sexy. Mighty sexy. Then uh, last bit of news I got here. Um, Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas sat out of practice with a little bit of a hamstring injury. But honestly, I think that's more just trying to just get back up to game speed. The guy hasn't run in two years, two and a half years. So I think the hamstrings are going to be a little tight. Didn't he post something too on uh, Twitter or something today? He he responded to like Scheffner. That was was my joke tweet. Oh. Where (laughs) – Schefter tweeted about the hamstring and then Michael Thomas replied with the, you know, why are they always chirping? Let me clean things up. Like I'm completely fine. My hamstring snapped is no longer connected to my body, but I don't need no strings to play this kid's game, especially not the ham kind. (laughs) I think it's, it's like you said, when people come back from injuries, especially long injuries, they they're prone to like those soft tissue injuries. And like, it could be a thing where it lasts all year, but it, could just be gone. Dude, I'm starts. old, fat, and out of shape, man. If I step too far, I tear like a quad. So, I mean, you know, this guy hasn't done anything in a while. I totally get it. Yeah, I'm too slow to tear any hamstring. Actually, I, a couple of years back, I remember I played um, basketball at the gym with my brother and, like, just some, you know, some fucking random gym basketball bros. And just doing, like, the sprints and the cutting, like, the next day I couldn't walk. Like, my legs were shot. Sounds about right. Yeah. All right. Uh, we ready to do uh, some listener questions, gentlemen. I couldn't be more ready. You know it. All right. First off, hey, guys, I have the sixth pick overall in the 10-team league with two keepers. Should I keep Justin Jefferson in the first round or Cortland Sutton for a sixth round? I am already planning on keeping Mike Williams in the 10th. Thank you. Sutton. You I pass agree. on Jefferson in the first? Well, With well, the seventh pick? What's his pick number? That's like where pick? he's going to fall Sixth. anyway. Sixth pick? Ah, ah, yeah. Right, like You'll probably be able to get one of them anyways. Because a lot of people are going to keep their first round pick. But the players that aren't being cut for a first are probably still going to be first round picks. So well, Mike Williams in the 10th is an outstanding keeper. Right. That's mm-hmm. what you want is the value. Like You're not really getting any added value by keeping him in the first round. Now, I know some people will say, like, it's guaranteeing your first-round pick. But all that being said, it's like, okay, so you've got the sixth pick. You're going to go out and you're going to – you can keep Sutton and Williams. Now you don't have to really worry about wide receiver all that much. You've got your two guys relatively on the cheap. Start loading up on running backs. Well, actually, in theory, 
like let's say you know JT CMC Eckler Henry maybe J at six he could end up with like Jamar Chase instead you know if he decides to go a separate yeah. route there's going to be other people that are first round value that are not kept yeah and Jefferson's going to be one of them so if he's still there on the board and you want him back you can pick him again it's not like it's not like you can't pick him so you're getting more value down there in the later rounds. So sounds think. like we all agree. Keep Sutton in the sixth. Nice. E. Uh, to moving the moon, on. Sutton to the moon. Hey, 65 deep passes and touchdowns from Russell Wilson. Let's get it. Fuck yeah. All right. In the current tight end landscape, where and what tier do you typically like to take one from? And who do you end up with the most often? Well, my thing is this. We've said it before. We said it a thousand times. If you can't be great, then be late. Although what's funny is pre-show we were talking about it. Like we think that Kelsey probably ends up like mid-ish second round. And that's probably a great pick for Kelsey this year. Well, that was our home league. So other leagues, he may go sooner than that. But even even in a lot of mock drafts right now, he's going in the second round. Yeah. If you can't get Kelsey, Andrews, or Pitts out of tier one, then I would I would wait. And there there are like that quasi tier one Kittle, Waller, Schultz players. But in like I think those are I like to stay out of that range. I think they're all right. But I, I like to wait till like, you know, Irv Smith, Hunter Henry. I've, I've done a few mocks. See if they hit. I've been doing a few mocks and I've been getting Dallas Goddard in like the eighth. And I don't hate that. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. Cuz by the 8th round, you know, you've basically gotten your starters at every other position solidified, so Yeah. You know what I I'm going to go ahead and say this on air. I might as well. Uh I wouldn't even put Pitts in that top tier. I don't think he's going to be that good. He had 1000 reception receiving yards last year and only one touchdown. And they have the easiest schedule in the NFL. Or no, the most difficult schedule in the NFL. I'm sorry. So does do you think that he gets a thousand yards still, or do you think he falls under? Because the touchdown is probably going to go a, up. He might get a thousand yards, but I don't. I don't know. I, he got a downgraded quarterback. The right. offense as a whole is downgraded. I just don't like it. I, I, as a drafter, as a fantasy drafter, I'm okay with him having a nice high ADP. Somebody else can go fuck with him. I don't want to fuck with him. Is all I'm gonna say. I can see that. I'm not super sold on him either. A lot of people rank him highly above that. So would you take Pitts in the third round? Probably not. But I'm not like opposed to it either. I probably personally wouldn't do it. But like if you if somebody else does it, I don't think it's the worst idea. It's just I'm with Rome. I they're playing they have a hard schedule. Who knows what the offense is gonna be? It's one of those guys I'm I'm fine being wrong about. Like I'm you know probably what? gonna be wrong and I'm fine with it. If you don't get the Kelsey Andrews in the first two rounds, three rounds or so, just punt the position, pick up like Gerald Everett at the end of the draft. Cause like we, we you know, we've said it before. All you really want is like, you know, 30, 40, 50 yards and a touchdown. So, oh, here's and a good it, question. Would you uh, rather have touch, Zeke? just to, sorry, just to touch one more thing on it. If you want to punt the position to a certain degree, I feel like if, a guy like Kittle or Waller, if they're falling way down the line, you can probably snag, or if Pitts falls, which I, again, I highly doubt, 
if they fall, you got to find, you got to ask yourself as a drafter, all right, where's my limit? Where, where would I comfortably say, all right, I punt the position if I don't get a big two, but hey, holy shit, this guy's sitting right here in the fifth or sixth round. I might take that. It really depends on, on the draft and how it plays out. Well, here's a question right here. Um, would you have Zeke or Pitts in the third round? Zeke is about 30th ADP and Pitts is at 32. Now, Rome, I know your answer. Yeah, we know my answer. <laughs> but Fish, like, what do you what do you think right there? Like, let's say you're in that 30 to 32 range. You going Zeke, you going Pitts? I, I still think I'd go Zeke also. The biggest thing there is, I think there's a lot of value at running back, and I like depth at running back. I'd rather have the depth at running back than the, powerful tight end i've played both they i think they can both work but i'd rather when i'm down there in the later rounds and i'm like searching to fill spots on my roster i'd rather be trying to fill a tight end than a running back makes sense yeah dude if i and if i if i can get elliot in the third i'm getting removed from our draft party because i'm going to be masturbating in the corner is all i'm going to say maybe not even in the corner just all over the screen (laughs) giggity (laughs) All right, moving on. Which lower tier wide receiver has the best chance of leapfrogging to the next group out of these guys? Darnell Mooney, Hollywood Brown, Rashad Bateman, Gabe Davis, or Brandon Ayuk? It's a lot of guys. Hollywood. I'm a Hollywood and Mooney guy. I like that. I actually agree with that. Although, I don't know, man. I kind of like Gabe Davis, man. He had a touchdown again the other day in preseason. Fuck that guy. Yeah, I'd say Hollywood for no reason, just because. Also, I like Mooney, but I, I don't trust the team that much. Like Hollywood Brown's going to be on a team that's going to score a lot, and so is Gabe Davis. And that's my only knock on Mooney because I like Mooney. I think I think Hollywood's probably the safest bet because I think he's going to be obviously when when uh, when Nuke is gone, he's going to be the most targeted wide receiver on that o- offense. But I actually think even when Hopkins gets back, he'll still be the number one target on that offense. Like Z, I don't I know, dude. Like I love Hopkins. Don't get me wrong. He's actually one of my favorite wide receivers to play. I, I think he's just been outstanding. He's been a lot of fun to watch. But to me, he looked kind of washed last year. Like I'm, and I'm well, not even like he shitting was hurt on like though, this, right? The, yeah, but I'm not even like shitting on like the steroid usage and stuff. He just didn't look like DeAndre Hopkins last year. Like. Oh, he just looks slow and tired. And I have a theory on that, and I feel like everybody was super excited about New going there, right? Oh, it's a passing, it's a huge, you know. Always they're always throwing the ball, but are they, dude? Look at what Connor did last year. Like that guy's a fucking had a huge year. He scored like sixteen touchdowns or some shit. Listen, that is a system. It's an air raid system. DeAndre Hopkins is not a system guy. You say what you will about him. He is the man. Like when you have him, when he was in Houston, they would force the ball to him. He's the man. He was the playmaker. He was the stud. He was the Calvin Johnson. But in this system, he's not, he doesn't fit in that system. It doesn't work, which is why I think Hollywood's going to be huge. I agree with you, uh, King Josh, 100%. Because it's like he's going to fit in that system. That's the system he played in in college. That's his fucking college quarterback that he play, that he's playing with again. I think it's going to be huge. Huge. 
I just miss peak DeAndre Hopkins. God, he was Dude, fun. So good when he's oh, fighting sure. fucking DeAndre Hall at the uh, that the yeah. uh, the camp or whatever they were doing. Man, he was such a fucking. Dude, stud. But didn't matter. Double team, triple team, didn't matter. He's gonna jump up and get that ball every time. Yeah, he was. Then great. he'd freak you out because he'd always get up very slow. Ugh. <laughs> and hurt your you know your heart stops. But then, <laughs> all right. Next question in a. One quarterback, non-tight end premium league, so your regular standard old you know, PPR redraft league. If you felt obligated to, are you more likely to draft a second quarterback or a second tight end? Oh, Christ almighty. I Give me a second neither. tight end. <laughs> if I had to, like gun, gun to my head, I'll take a second tight end. I honestly think it depends upon who you have at each position before. If you have Kelsey, you're not drafting a second tight end. If you have one of those later tight ends and you want to like stabilize your options, then yeah. And and vice versa. If you have uh, Josh Allen or as your quarterback, you're going to not need a backup. You're going to want to stabilize the other position each time. I never understood that when, uh, when, when guys in like, like some of my, like, you know, friends or just people on Twitter, or whatever, like they'd send me, like, check out this roster and they drafted Justin Herbert, but then they draft a second quarterback later. And it's like, why would you waste a bench spot? I don't really think you're wasting it though. It's a bench spot for a reason. It's there so you can fill in for injuries or bye weeks. Like if you want to make sure that you have a backup at that position because you don't like who's available on the waivers, I do it sometimes. And it works fine for me. The thing is, is if you draft a position player, you're going to have to cut somebody anyways when you need a quarterback, and you're going to end up with two quarterbacks on your roster. So that's why I, I don't mind. I get it. I, I get it. Like, you don't really need to. But sometimes it's not bad. Like, especially if you're kind of unsure about a guy. And you're like, I kind of want to have another option just in case. Although it, it also kind of depends on what quarterbacks are available at the end of your draft. Like if it's at the end of the draft and like, you know, like, like, I mean, I've been pretty vocal about how I, I like Kirk Cousins this year. Kirk Cousins available at the end of the draft. Eh, fuck it. Pick him up. Or I don't know. But if you're looking at like the, the end of the draft and it's fucking like Baker Mayfield and Jacoby Brissett, I'd be like, nah, I'll pass. Just draft another running back or wide receiver. Yeah. Right. All right, next question. Who is the best running back handcuff or stash this year? Uh, I mean, look, you can never go wrong with Madison. I think Madison and Pollard. I think Pollard's better because Pollard could get carries when Elliott's playing. Madison can too, but not quite as many. See, my answer is different from both of you guys, and I don't want to say it because I'm trying to get him off fish in one of our leagues, but it's A.J. <laughs> Dillon. That is the real answer because I don't feel like I get you. I don't feel like he's going somewhere where you'd be like handcuffing him though. I agree. I agree with fish. I wasn't even thinking of him as a handcuff because I think he's, and I'm agreeing with you, Josh is I think he's going to be so good. He's going to merit carries. He's going to get carries. He's not, he's just not a handcuff. See, I think, I think Pollard still is a handcuff. I think Zeke, brings too much to the table. He's still going to run. He's still going to make catches. He's still going to be a part of every down. Yeah, Pollard will play probably a little more than than Madison. Madison is the ultimate handcuff if your running back gets injured, right? If Cook goes down, 
Madison is a proven track record of coming in and there's really no drop off. He's still the man. But like when I talk, when you guys talk about AJ Dillon, I think like I just look at him as he's just like a second starter. He's like a one B on that team. There's just no backup role. I see. You should still trade me AJ Dillon fish. Son of a bitch. Not for that. (laughs) All right, moving on. Actually, I will say this. Madison is a great one just because was it last year he filled in for Dalvin and injured Dalvin Cook and he was the running back one on a week, mm-hmm. you know, so and Madison, honestly, if he was on a different team without like a stud like Dalvin Cook in front, he'd probably be a starting running back somewhere else. Absolutely. He's actually a, he's a very good running back. Absolutely. Um, But I, I would I would honestly, I would probably say Tony Pollard, though, just because. I feel that you could actually like flex out Tony Pollard. You can't do that with Madison. So, I mean, if you're drafting a quote unquote, you know, running back handcuff or stash, I also want someone that I could use instead of just hoping for an injury or something like that. So like Tony Pollard might be good because, you know, Zeke's still the guy, but you know, Tony Pollard, realistically, he could get four to eight carries and another three catches a game. You know, it's not too bad. Yeah. Another solid handcuff would be uh, Melvin Gordon. I know they're saying, mm-hmm. hey, we're fucking going all in on Javante, but you know damn well it's not going to be that. You know damn well it, 70, 30 or whatever they want to fucking say, it's still going to, he's still going to get his touches. Uh, I know he's a li- I know he's a little bitch and I hate him for the shit that he goes out and says, but hey, he's still going to be all right. There's actually a lot of really good handcuff options like i don't know if you all consider all these players handcuffs but ramondre stevenson however the fuck you say his name ramondre 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 yeah that's a great option um i like when you call him rashad rahman rashad rahman i was trying yeah trying to figure it out that's Um, his new name james robinson might not even be a handcuff he might be starting a lot of people in jacksonville are saying he's gonna start and he's being drafted as our the second running back on that team well, his big thing is he's hurt right now, right? Because I, I was looking at him yeah, in our mock draft the other night, and it's like, dude, I like him there because I actually think he still merits a lot of touches in Jacksonville. He's He hasn't proven anything otherwise. Like, I just think that Jacksonville is going to have two little nice running backs. But, yeah, I don't know. And what's the fucking guy that I can't think of his name right now? I can't find him on my list. Uh, backs up Swift. Jamal Williams. Oh, Jamal Williams. Yeah, Hell yeah, go. dude. Guy's the man. And let's I'll go ahead and say this because Naheem Hines. Like if anything, God forbid, happens to JT, Naheem Hines is gonna be good. They're all they're already talking about him carving out a bigger role for himself without having any injuries for, for Taylor. In the in the show doc, director Ross says things that hurt me, and he says the correct answer is Antonio Gibson. <laughs> Oh, he is a funny son of a bee. He's a good handcuff. If Robinson goes down, you know. <laughs> apparently, it's not Isaiah Spiller. It's apparently Joshua Kelly. That's fucking great. All right, moving on. Redraft. Who would you rather have, Debo Samuel or C.D. Lamb? Um, in a redraft, C.D. Interesting. Okay, you're fine. How about Dynasty? I'd agree. In CD. Dynasty, C.D. <laughs> I like I just think CD they pass the ball more 
They pass the ball more. They have a quarterback who's got more upside. And he's the only fucking guy with Amari Cooper out of town now. And Gallup is down and fucking Washington is down. And they have a fucking tight end who might be their next, their second best wide receiver or third. If you, cause Zeke at this point is probably the second best wide receiver, <clears throat> but man, I, yeah, that's what I would go with. Yeah. And in dynasty, just for the sake of it, CD's up 23 and Debo's 26. Yeah. Plus Debo's hurt every fucking year. Yeah. For being a bully, like he is, he seems to get hurt. That's a, for a dude. Lot. That's like, 6'2", 230, and can fucking move. He's a fucking bitch. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big he's a big boy, and he and he plays that bully style football. And then he but he's I don't know. That's one of the reasons I was a big proponent of trading him in this offseason. When he was saying, Oh, I gotta get paid, or I'm fucking out of here. I was like, Well then be fucking out of here. Because in all honesty, yes, you had an incredible season, but what have you done before that? And the answer is fucking fuck all. It's nothing. He hasn't been anything special all but last year. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a little bitter, but hey, they paid him. Oh, do your thing. Do your thing, my boy. Let's, let's go out and see what's up. Although, like, what made Debo so, like, we've said this before about Debo. What made him fantasy relevant was the way they were using him in San Fran. But now they're not planning in on using him like that in San Fran. And if you're using well, him as just strictly a wide receiver, he's fine. He's not going to be the wide receiver three. Right. Right. He'll he's be not going to be worth a second round pick. Fuck no, dude. If he's strictly a wide receiver and they don't really let him get carries out of the backfield, he's like the wide receiver, like 22. Yep. Yep. But all right, moving on in a redraft super flex league, which is now growing popularity and spoiler alert, we're going to do a super flex mock draft for you perverts out there because super flex is apparently the wave of the future but anyways in a redraft super flex league what rounds are you targeting quarterbacks look i'm gonna go ahead and say this one and two fuck it i'm taking my quarterbacks early and often it really depends though on on find your sweet spot right you're probably not going to get your top tier guy because that's who all right let me ask you another question Who's your number one quarterback that you would take in Dynasty? Or you said year, season long? It's season yeah, long, just, right? Yeah, just redraft. Where's your sweet spot? What's, what quarterback, how late do you think you get? Because in, re, in redraft, your quarterbacks are going to go pretty early, I would imagine, right? You're yeah, going to well, get first just, rounders. In Superflex, I'm definitely taking one in the first round. I'm going to take the best one I possibly can in the first round. Cause you know, there's always that one, there's always a handful of guys that's going to take JT and Justin Jefferson or whoever right. in the first round, which means a guy like we actually just did a, a super flex uh, uh, draft Romeo and I, and I got Justin Herbert at six overall, you know? Mm-hmm. So the, and I'm fine with that, you know? So like I said, so I got Justin Herbert in the first round and then, Depending on the swing, like come back in the second round, depending on who's available, if there's like another high end like quarterback, like if there's a especially in redraft, like if there's like an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady still there in the second round, I, I might go that route. Um or I'll just try to lock up another so basically like I wanna I wanna get at least two quarterbacks in the first four rounds. Cause then like Correct. on the third round, you know, then you can get like your Kirk Cousins and Ryan Tannehills, which will be serviceable. 
But although fish, you brought up the point though too that superflex at the same time don't get pigeonholed and feel that you have to start a quarterback as your superflex. Play the plus matchups because actually in one of our dynasty leagues. I only had one quarterback in Kirk Cousins, and I won the league because I was deep in other positions. So, yeah, it depends where where the, your second quarterback's going to be, right? Like, there's a situation where you want to take two quarterbacks in like the first three, four rounds, and then but you if you don't get the guys that you want in those areas, you could still take a second quarterback, but you don't want to go too far down because once you, you know, there's 32 teams. And if you do a super flex, that's 24 quarterbacks that are going to play. They're all going to be rostered pretty much. Do you really want to roster Marcus Mariota instead of like another stud player? Like he's the stud player is probably going to outscore Marcus Mariota. It's a good point. Teach their own, but I've seen it work without two quarterbacks. But if you do, and I think you have an added benefit, if you do, you should definitely take him in the first three to four rounds definitely don't punt the position because then like you're you're starting you know fucking baker mayfield is your quarterback one and you don't want that because you'll see them they'll go or like if you have to just do a mock you'll see it you'll get a general eye feel for how it's going to look you know there's yeah, if you're in a watch one on youtube yeah i mean if you're in a 10 12 hey wait for our episode and see how it turns out yeah. Dun, dun, dun. i think you have to take one in the first two rounds you and after to. that, it's kind of it's kind of up to you. All right, moving on. Would you be willing to roster two pass catchers on the same team for fantasy football? What team? So, i.e., like a Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Mike Williams, yeah. Keenan Allen. Absolutely, 100%, 100%. I would. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily want to, but if that's like, if the cards fall right, I'm not not picking them because they're on the same team. Yeah, I mean, you just did that in one of the drafts we did, Josh. You were asking, should I take Cooper Cup and Robert Woods? And I was like, fuck yeah, you would. Why the hell wouldn't you? They're they're both well, going to contribute. They're on score. different teams now. Now they are. But well, that was last were, year. That was oh, last, last year when we were talking about it. Right, but it's. I just had a conversation on Twitter with a guy that said, "Oh, would you do? Would you essentially do this question?" And I was like, "Man, or who would you rather have, Keenan Allen or Williams?" And I said, "I'd rather have Keenan Allen." But I also wouldn't mind having Williams on the same fucking roster. I really don't give I'd a shit. I'd play both. Fuck it. Absolutely. Yeah, they can both play. And the like, there's certain teams that don't, but there's certain so many teams that like the two receivers can produce. The only thing you have to think about is the bye weeks. You're going to have two receivers on the same bye week, which doesn't really matter. You could do it two ways. You could plan that as part of your draft, which I, I don't like to do, or you can just be ready for it maybe two weeks ahead of time instead of a week ahead of time. So you're not trying to scramble waiver wire picks or just fuck it. Take it on the chin, like for a week, whatever. But the thing is, is it kind of depends on the offense. And if the, and if the wide receivers clearly have different roles, like, like for instance, you know, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, I'd be fine with that because Keenan Allen, he's not a big touchdown guy, but he's going to get you six catches, especially in like half full PPR. You know, you'll get six catches for 66 yards, but then Mike Williams will get you, you know, three for, 80 but a touchdown it's right. kind of a preposterous question like would you there was teams i think i was in a league with a team like this and the guy had tyree kill and travis kelsey he's a damn good team i don't remember if he won or not but he made it pretty far like why wouldn't you take two studs like why would you pass that other would player? you be willing to do Devonte adams and darren waller 
I'm not that sold on Darren Waller. I'll take Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro. I was just about to say the same thing. <laughs> I'd take Renfro all day. Fair enough. I like that. Uh, another question from the same guy. How dare you sneak in two questions, but that's fine. Anyways, which wide receiver duo could finish as top 12 at their positions, not named Chasen Higgins? You already said it, right? Allen and... Um, and Williams. Allen and Williams. It could happen. Yeah. If Williams can get 1,000 yards and 12 touchdowns and... Keenan Allen gets, you know, 1,100 yards and six touchdowns. That could happen. I mean, you could there's you could dig deep in some of these leagues because, like, there's a lot of teams that have two good receivers. Like, CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz could – I mean, that's not as likely, but it could it could happen. I mean, I think that's really going to be it, though. Those two teams are going to be – What about Allen Robinson no, was, and Cooper Cup? Yeah, I was just about to say Allen yeah, Robinson, Cooper Cup. I, you can also make a, a claim, all depending on quarterback play, in Miami, Hill and and Waddle. Yeah, what about a Tampa? Good point. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. No, super spicy. Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce. I don't. I mean, if you're going to get no. spicy, you can say Mike <laughs> Thomas and Jarvis Landry. Yeah. Or Mike Thomas and or my, or you could rule out Mike Thomas and say you think he's going to be hurt, and you could say Jarvis Even Landry spicier. and Chris Olave. Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox. Dude, Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis could really do it, actually. What about Denver? Sutton and Judy? That could happen. I could see that happening. I think they're all kind of long shots, but you can't rule it out. Like, they're close enough. There's always, like, a, you know, a wide receiver two or wide receiver three that ends up being wide receiver one that nobody thought about or just had a breakout year. Yeah. Jefferson, Jefferson and Thielen. Yeah. That actually happened in 2019 or 2020. Yeah. And Thielen's supposed to be feeling as good as he's ever felt. And then fucking JJ is. They always beast, say man. that. <laughs> JJ's yeah. a stud. I'm worried about Thielen. It is as good as they've ever felt because it's the longest period of time they've been without playing football. Well, remember, we, we, we said this every year at the beginning of the season. This is the healthiest the players will be coming into the season. Because they've been wearing debatable. diapers. If I learned anything from Hard Knocks, they're wearing diapers on their helmets and they're feeling good. Or bubble wrap like uh, Travis's brother, Jason. All right. Uh, two more questions and then we're going to call it a night. Uh, next question. Second pick overall in a 12-man league. What do I do to avoid drafting Christian McCaffrey? I've been hurt too much in the past and I don't want to give him another chance. I say give him a chance. It's Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I say stop acting like a bitch and you draft him. Be a man. Dude, Fish and I talked about this on the show that you missed with us, Rome. I actually think Mm -hmm. I would take CMC 101, honestly, because JT was great. He did run for 1,800, but he had like 20 touchdowns to make him the 101. McCaffrey can be the 101 without all of that. He was a top five running back for two weeks during last season when he was healthy, and he had zero touchdowns in those two games. Correct. I think think last year he was like – he stayed in the top five running backs for like two weeks after he was hurt. Dude, he played like six games last year. and He was still the running back like 30. <laughs> like, that's just how damn good he is. And the other thing is that like anybody can get hurt. Like Jonathan Taylor can get hurt. I mean, if, if I'm going to answer the question and you don't want to pick Chris McCaffrey, you're not going to do it. I mean, there's, plenty of good players right there that you could pick over him. I think you're giving away 
points for free if he plays healthy the whole if we if you could guarantee that Christian McCaffrey was healthy why would you pass him up and you can't do that so you can't guarantee he's going to get hurt either so it's like director Ross has a good point Derrick Henry was actually the best running back last year he was on pace for like 2200 yards but then he broke his foot I was just going to say Derrick Henry Austin Eckler like none of those people even Dalvin Cook for some like none of them are like it's not really a reach if you're grabbing them there, you get your guy. CMC 101-102, don't be a bitch like Rome said. Yeah, Fuck you. I agree. Yeah. And final question for the night. What do you guys prefer, Keeper or Dynasty? Dynasty. I'm, I'm sold on it, man. I fucking love Dynasty. You know, I, I, I will say this. I love Dynasty, but I think Keeper's kind of sneaky. Just because... As I'm looking at all of my dynasty rosters, I hate every single one of them. And that's my team for a while. The nice thing with keeper is, you know, you keep two to four, five positions, depending on how your league does it. Cause you know, only one keeper is for bitches. But anyways, <laughs> I, I like it, it because you can still kind of have the fun of re cause I actually, my personal favorites, I love redraft. I think redraft is great. But the nice thing with Keeper, though, is it's like the combination of redraft and dynasty. You know, you because like like in our home league, our redraft league, I was always like a year early on guys. Like I drafted Julio a year early, drafted Gronk a year early. I drafted JT as rookie year, you know, and if that was a keeper, you know, I'm keeping Jonathan Taylor in like the third or fourth round, whatever round I drafted him in. So, yeah, I I like them both. What I say, if you can do it. Try to play like at least one of everything. Hell yeah. Baskin Robbins. Try to play, yeah, you know, 30, 31 flavors or whatever it is. Because my favorite part of fantasy football is drafting. I like it the most. That's my, I like, obviously, I like winning probably more, but I like the drafting. Dynasty drafts are always short. Good dynasty leagues where there are a lot of trades and stuff are a lot of fun, but they can get, if it's stagnant, it could get kind of dull real quick. But keeper also, you get to have that flexibility to keep some of your players. It's like a small dynasty almost, right? Like you can make it like you keep your starters and all your bench spots are free agents. And the bench wouldn't be as deep as some dynasty leagues are. But I really think you should try them all and then find out for yourself which ones you like the best and which ones you're the best at. Because if you're spending money on it, you probably want to play the ones that you're good at. Yeah, for real. As long as it's not IDP, you're doing good things. Dude, all right, let me go ahead and touch on this real quick. <laughs> I actually really like the IDP draft we did. The downside to it was it's an 18-team fucking guillotine league in a, with a slow draft, which, by the way, don't fucking do that to yourselves, people. is horrific. I just like but watching your meltdown. It happens every fucking every fucking round because we have one shit dick who can't goddamn make a pick in four hours. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You don't take a shit. You don't do anything like get the fuck out of here. Just draft. It's what we're there for. Anyways, I'm going to get off that for tangent for a minute. I like individual defensive player. I'm very interested to see how it goes because I've never done one. This is my first time. I'm a I'm a I'm a IDP virgin and I'm ready to pop that cherry. Yeah, I I like IDP. I have never done it either. I'm a redraft guy, mostly. 
you know, the show itself kind of touches on it. Like we don't ever really talk about IDP. We talk about Dynasty and Redraft because that's what we play the most. Mm-hmm. But IDP seems fun. It just seems like it's already a lot of work when you have like six fantasy leagues going or even more for some people. And that one's like even more roster spots you got to worry about. I don't know. I'm all on board for every type of league. You know what I'm really trying to get in though? I'm really trying to get into best ball. Best ball to me is really interesting. See, I don't, I don't know. I, I suck at it, but yeah. it's fun. That's really, if you just like drafting, you could just do best ball drafts all day and never have to worry about your roster. I do like the roster part of it though. That's why I like That's it. That's true. I'll do, I do best ball. Playing play the best ball, but Yeah. Although I actually, honestly, I do enjoy dynasty though, too, especially if you do get a good group of people. And then also like at the same time, like, like, I don't want to say we made a mistake, but like we play in a lot of leagues, a lot of guys who play in our home leagues with, it's fun to play with people you don't know, or people you've met through Twitter or you met through my fantasy life or some of these other apps out there. Cause it's fun. You see other strategies, you see how other guys play things and it, you know, it's interesting. So but you know, but definitely kind of like what Fish was saying, play everything. Have fun, dude. Fantasy football is so much fun. I mean, we're just a handful of dudes talking fantasy football into the void where people, you know, we want you to listen to our show and share it with friends and stuff like that. But I mean, like, whether one person listens to the show or ten thousand people listen to the show, we're still gonna do the show because we love fantasy football that much. I'm yeah. leaving for vacation in the morning and I wanted to do this show before I left. You know, so yeah, for, for sure. And how ser- and, and like be serious to yourself about how much you want to commit to it, like time wise and money wise, because if you don't like it that much, then maybe best ball is what you could what you should do. You know, you're, if you're going to forget weeks to set your rosters, like if you're not going to be making trades in dynasty leagues, it probably won't work that well for you. It probably wouldn't be that fun because you'd probably be losing. So find one you're good at, find one that you could accommodate. And fucking enjoy it. And be We're, willing to trade AJ Dillon to your friends, you know? <laughs> Just saying. For Javante Williams. No. And I'm on He's my only ground. guy. He's my only player. I hate that team. <laughs> How I made it to the championship last year is fucking disgusting. We can, we can worry about some draft picks or something. Well, I'll have to side talk on I'll that give one. you I'll give you all five draft picks. No, actually, no, I wouldn't do that for AJ Dillon. <laughs> go full Ricky go full Ricky Williams and the Saints? Jesus Christ. Yeah, but then, although, but see, the problem is, like, in that league, though, you have to drop players based on your draft picks. I mean, if he had his five draft picks and my five draft picks, that means he has to drop 10. <laughs> yeah, he'd have to drop his whole team. Or just Do trade it. him. Doesn't That's work true. that way. Yeah, but who wants, no one wants fifth round picks. No. It's trash. Those are trash picks. That's who you drop. That's who your first, that's your first waiver drop. That's You just add him to a trade to get rid of the pick. I'm trying to trade two players for one because I don't want to drop somebody in that league. Anyways, this is probably a good place to wrap it up. We're getting personal now, and that's fine. But we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening, hanging out with us. This is always so much fun. Uh, Tell your friends. Give us the thumbs up. Give us some five stars on Apple and Spotify and Amazon and wherever the fuck you listen to podcasts. But, again, thank you so much, guys. We do this for you. We do this because we love the sport. We love the game. And uh, get us on social media, Filthy F-Ball Show on Twitter, Filthy Fantasy Football Show on Instagram, uh, Filthy Fantasy Football Show at gmail.com. Thank you so much, King Josh the King. I love you. Big Rome. Fancy Fish. Have a good one, y'all. <laughs>